The PHNX Sun Show. I am your host, Greg Esposito. <laughs> I am not Lindsay Smith, and I'm not putting effort into saying how uh, how you doing or any of that crap. It's an audio only. We've already had a long day. We got the Coyotes uh, group over there sobbing in their uh, in their tea. Nobody's and, sobbing. They're, it's actually, they're down like sixteen nothing in the first. It's, it's, it's actually quite amazing what they are trying to pull <laughs> off here in the first period of this game. They're literally trying to set the record for worst loss ever in a period. Don't don't you just love the fact that that's not us anymore? Oh my gosh, it's great. It's very nice. <laughs> like I told Petey, if you're gonna lose. Lose in spectacularly bad fashion, and right now that appears to be the case. That was that was the team slogan for the five years I worked for the Sun. So, just a reminder: we're brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX when you sign up. What? So there goes that sports. Hey, you gotta you gotta give the sponsor some love. We are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know, it's a casual Thursday because. Thank God the preseason's over. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an injury. I'll say this. For a game where, what was it, the top nine guys on the roster outside of Jock Landell mm-hmm. were not available, it actually wasn't that unentertaining of a basketball game. Uh, no, it was a good game. Uh, you know, it was highlighted by the fact that Jock and, and Dwayne played um, pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwayne, again, had an opportunity to win a game. Unfortunately, it couldn't come through this time. But I think, you know, he said that he felt better with that look this time around than he did last time. So, I mean, it was a, it was a fun, entertaining game that meant absolutely nothing. It was. And, and that's the thing is, like, even though these preseason games don't mean anything, it's good to see, especially because of all the questions we've had about this team's bench unit, to see basically just those unproven guys out there and see what they could do against the Kings who, you know, they only played their starters for 20, 25 minutes, whatever it was, but they were competing with them the whole time. They were up for most of the game against Mm -hmm. those starters. So um, again, doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but if you're looking for signs of life from Jock, from Dwayne Washington, from who is going to step up and actually fill a role on this team off the bench. I mean, I left feeling a lot better, even though it obviously would have been nice if he'd have made that last shot. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to completely write it off. I know the game in totality meant Jack, mm-hmm. but watching the dickhead Jock Landell <laughs> take it to Sabonis, hey, he gave himself that we nickname. We got to preface this. He gave himself to... <laughs> that nickname yesterday, and then he proceeded to retweet <laughs> our own our own video of it uh, from the show. He did. So he's endorsed it. He did. We just got to fill in the people that may not have watched the show or been on Twitter yesterday. Oh, Jock <laughs> because... Landell said, maybe people like me because I'm a dickhead. Yeah, all maybe right? I'm just a dickhead. Yeah. So now he's the dickhead. And <laughs> hey, he called himself that, and he went out there, and he took it to Sabonis. Okay. And I don't care if it's the fourth preseason game. Mm-hmm. Sabonis is still supposedly one of the premier bigs in the league, a tier two uh, top player from the, from the center position. Mm. And Jock Landell took it to him. He did. There was one play where Sabonis was trying to muscle his way inside and like Euro step through him and finish over him. And Jock just kind of like stood there, absorbed the contact and blocked his shot anyway. And I was sitting there like, what is going on? I know it's just preseason and like Sabonis probably isn't trying that hard, but like 
Landale had four blocks and three steals in this game. Like, again, just preseason, but he had been talking because I'd asked him at shoot around earlier in the day, like, what's been kind of the key? Because your rebounding has been significantly improved so far compared to what we saw last year. And he had been talking about how proud he was of the work he put in over the offseason, um, you know, shedding a little bit weight, being a little bo- more mobile, um, a little quicker on his feet. And that's helped him because he's always been a good positional defender. But if he's a little lighter and a little quicker on his feet, that's I mean, that can contribute to nights like last night where he just was all over the place defensively, kind of out of nowhere. Um, so, I, I, you know, 17 points, eight rebounds, four blocks, three steals, three assists, seven of 14 shooting like that's encouraging no matter what, you know, setting we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, and quick hands. Like, I I know there's always been the joke about athletic hands. You know, it used to be the joke with Jared Dudley. Mm. But <laughs> I, I was impressed uh, with Jock in that case. We saw a few things from Josh Akogi. Mm-hmm. We've only had brief looks at him. Had a dunk, and then he had a dunk that, <laughs> that he attempted. <laughs> yes. That he tried to end a man's life uh, there. He knew he was taking the charge. He's like, I'm going to make this a spectacular <laughs> charge. I like the athleticism from him uh, and and some of the flashes we saw on the defense. That's what we have to rely on right now is his athleticism and his defensive prowess because mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't really have much of anything else, to right. be honest with you. So, um, I, I mean, the Suns know what they were getting in Josh, you know, in a Kogi, and I think he's going to be able to to fit that kind of, hopefully that, that pest off the bench defensive role um, that the Suns will need. They need an agitator now that they lost Jay. Um, they just need somebody that's going to be an absolute asshole on the defensive side and and, and get under people's skin. Uh, Jay used to be that guy. Uh, there's other teams that have that guy. The Suns need to find whoever that is. Yeah, and I'm interested to see what his role kind of is because right now it feels like he's kind of going to be fighting for any type of minutes because he does have those defensive instincts. Um, Mikhail was talking about it, shoot around like – when they were playing pickup over the summer, he threw a pass that he was like, I knew if I threw that pass, like I could go get it, but not a lot of other guys could go get it. They would have the instinct, the length, the timing to get that pass. And he was like, Josh just came and snatched that bitch right out of the air. And like, he's like, Oh damn. Okay. I can't throw that kind of pass around this guy. Cause he's just like me. So if he can make plays like that and harass people with his length and his athleticism, that's huge because offensively, it's going to be rough. Like he's he's had a rough going on the offensive end in preseason. I know he shot two or three, but he had three turnovers in 19 minutes. Like for a guy that isn't going to be handling the rock a lot, that number will come down. But like he's he's got to take better care of the ball to see the floor. Look, I want three or four minute stints where he's out there for defense, helping get some key stops, mm-hmm. maybe alongside McHale. I don't want to. If you're relying on Josh Okogie for any offense, you've already failed miserably at what you're trying to game plan. Right. I don't think that's ever you better that's, not. That's, no. I don't think that's in anybody's <laughs> thought process whatsoever. Is hey, I don't even think the words "let's let's get Josh involved" <laughs> uh, will even be uttered by Monty in any timeout ever this season. His nickname right. should be the Red Light. He should never have the green light. <laughs> but but that's the thing though is you can't there. Like they're not going to rely on him for anything and they can't depend on him for anything, but he just has to be passable because otherwise he's basically just Tony Allen who in a playoff series becomes useless because you're playing five on four on one end of the floor. Yeah. Like he, he's he got to be able to do something, whether it's cutting 
or slashing or turning defense into offense even like that could be a help if i could get tony allen level of defensive effort <laughs> from okogi i'm gonna be okay with the offensive <laughs> side i promise it. you that uh a guy who has no problems on the offensive side Dwayne yes. Washington <laughs> Jr. I'd just like to say it. If you come on this program, uh, we are an elixir that fixes all. You are going to be amazing. So uh, any player wants to come on, we'll fix what's ailing you. Uh, we talk about Jock having a big game, but it was Dwayne Washington Jr.'s night last night. Yeah, he, He's a solid player. I've been saying that you know, since he was in Indiana, and obviously – it's a little bit different when you get to here to the Suns, and he was trying to find his way at first, and he, he didn't play in the first game, and then he got eight minutes the second game, and then it's progressively gone up. Um, I think last night you show, he showed you like he can be a bona fide option off the bench if he gets playing time. Again, it's the it's the holiday rule. Like If you give him some minutes, he's going to produce. If you don't, you never know what's going to happen. And so I hope, I hope Monty has learned his lesson from Aaron Holiday. I hope he's a – you know, a, a tale that that will pay off down the road because I think if 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 money were to go back in certain situations and certain series, um, in certain games, I think he would tell you to a man, I fucked up by not playing Aaron Holiday more in the regular season, especially down the stretch when things looked like they were put away quite a bit um, more than I did because he kept going back to the Alfred Payton minutes. Mm. Like he gave Aaron Holiday some minutes and it looked like okay, we've we've moved off the Alfred Payton chain mm. train. And then we went to holiday. I hope this season, if Cam, for whatever reason, campaign struggles or, you know, you don't have anybody that's really dropping a bucket and you give Washington some minutes, stick to it. Because if he comes through and then you bench him again for another 20 games, it does nobody any good. Mm. Let him get some run. Let him work in. Because I think he's got the confidence to be able to play at a very high level. Yeah, he. I mean, he showed that last night. Like, he played 39 minutes and was fatigued in that probably Monty said that probably contributed to the 11 turnovers he had because that was the other number that obviously stood out from his stat sheet but 31 points 10 and 19 shooting four assists three steals like the guy can help a team off the bench and my my theory at this point is he's too good to be a guy that's on a two-way contract like we've said this about ish but it's especially true for Dwayne who was a 10 points per game scorer for the Pacers last year like he's a guy that can help you I think that to steal your tinfoil hat for a second. I think that they have him on a two-way contract and are going to convert that pending what happens with a Jay Crowder trade. I think they like having that open roster spot for now in case they trade for like two guys that have a lower salary, like a Justin Holiday and Jalen Johnson type trade where it adds up to his salary. And then they maybe cut Jalen Johnson and, and bump up Dwayne to a roster spot because it is weird. They've had this open spot the whole time. They bring in Saban Lee for like a day, wave him. We were going to get to that. Oh, right, right. We'll get there. But like they've had this open roster spot. There have been other point guards available. I think that they see Dwayne as that third point guard on their roster. They're just waiting to figure out Jay's situation before they bump him up full time. I saw this suggested on Twitter by a handful of people, and I actually like the idea. Dwayne and Cam playing together. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's I, it's doable. Especially, I mean, there's no scoring on this bench, so mm -hmm. uh, if you if you put those two guys in there, at least, I mean, you amount to one true point guard, maybe, but yeah. you've got two guys that can, uh, in the right situation, score some buckets. So I think that's helpful. Right. And we should know that Dwayne pointed this out yesterday. He was like, 
this is kind of my first official week in the NBA actually playing point guard because a lot of the time in Indiana, he played off the ball. He's more of a scoring guard than a floor general, but he does have playmaking chops. He ha- he can throw pocket passes. Monty pointed those out that he's he can see the floor pretty well. It's just a matter of taking care of the ball, making the right reads, and kind of growing in that facilitator's role that hasn't really been his role in the NBA so far. This is where I wish I had the tap sound uh, sounder. Uh, Saban Lee, no longer a <laughs> member of the Suns. Yeah. It was a hell of a, a 36 hours, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Godspeed to re- you. Should we rewind the tape to yesterday? You called it. But I think Dwayne proved them that uh, he's they're good at uh, at point guard. <laughs> I again, I just felt like those guys. I'm surprised we haven't heard about Adonis Arms. That's either. weird to me. <laughs> like I think they both were just they were just filling guys for the last preseason game, that, and that was it. I know people they always want to look, you know, into the to the uh, what is it, glass ball, crystal ball, crystal ball. There mm-hmm. we go. Um, but. It, there was nothing there. There never was anything there, and there never is going to be anything there. Put the tinfoil hat on. Mm. If they put Dwayne Washington Jr. on a on a full time, a guy like a Saban Lee isn't a bad two way if you can can get him. He showed flashes in Detroit. Mm. You saw in his few minutes last night that he's not afraid to to try to score the bucket mm-hmm. in the league. But, you know, but why why take up a spot for somebody that you just feel like you're just I, I just I I just feel like the Suns aren't there right now. Like they're they're in a position to try and win a championship. Guys, they have one more year until you can make a decision on Chris Paul and figure out what you're gonna do at the point guard position. Like they gotta be leveraging things to get guys in here that are actually going to make a a, a, a damn bit of difference. I just don't think Toying around with the bottom of the roster is is not, just but forget about. But it's it. not like they're spending a ton of time or resources on it. Like they don't even have a fucking G League team. Like they're a not two, a two way contract costs you nothing, but gives you a guy that, like we saw with Ish Smith last or Ish uh, Wainwright last year, that could wind up doing enough to play his way on your. I'd rather take point. a chance on somebody who's who's had a, a few opportunities in the league. Um, but but for whatever reason, maybe the system or the or the coaching wasn't quite right. For instance, um, a guy like Alonzo Trier, who's in Iowa right now in the G League, like you know he's he's proven that he can score, he can get buckets at the NBA level. He's a good shooter, he's a good scorer, but defensively and teamwork wise, he has some weaknesses. So like, why not take a flyer on a two way contract on a guy like that? who at least has one discernible skill set that you can point to and say, if we had to bring him in, I know we can get this from him. And, and I think a guy like Saban Lee and, and all these other kind of, you know, fringe guys, they just don't do it for me in that, in that regard. Well, you don't have to worry about it because he's no longer a son, but I enjoyed watching him for the also, two I'm and a, a half. I'm a Padre. I was born to hate Corona del Sol. So that's Aztecs. fair. That's I see. I, there's there's the truth. <laughs> there we, we finally go. <laughs> got to the heart of the matter there. But I will always be fond of Saban Lee's like three minutes as a Phoenix son. And if he'd ever like to go get a beer mm-hmm. in his hometown of Tempe, mm-hmm. I'd happily take him over to the Four Peaks Brewery. Right now he can get that good pumpkin porter. Uh, I'm going to be hitting that up tomorrow. We'll be out there for the ASU hockey uh, you know, pregame party. So I'll definitely be hitting that up. 
hitting the pumpkin porter cheesecake up too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that wow, <laughs> that wow, we uh, beer as well. I just had mm-hmm. one of those uh, while we were out at our uh, company meeting because we have such a cool company. I can drink a beer while we're out there, and I enjoyed a Four Peaks while we. It, yeah. it actually yeah. is. <laughs> uh, so uh, just uh, just keep in mind, we got some pretty cool events coming up. Uh, our last Wednesday, where we do all our shows live out there, we're gonna have plenty of other events coming up at two, at Four Peaks. So stay tuned for more information remember you must be 21 and older to enjoy the beer but doesn't mean you have to be 21 or older to go enjoy the food check out our friends at four peaks and you know what Sabin lee probably could use a, a little bit of uh ogs just kind of chill out you know I, i'm sure he went all out last night for those three minutes the body's probably hurting <laughs> maybe he needs some help sleeping because he's still amped up from getting to play for his hometown team and our friends at ogs uh have something just for him because they just did something that is totally going to change the game uh, they just launched their brand new sleep edition gummy and you won't want to sleep on these yeah that's right that's uh, Max writing these really mm-hmm, cheesy jokes mm-hmm. for us to read. Yeah. Sure it is. <laughs> OG is now flavoring dreams with a two to one THC to CBN ratio. CBN is a compound that helps specific, specifically, yes, yeah, specifically. <laughs> it helps specifically. It helps specifically with falling asleep and staying asleep. Uh, and this sleep edition gummy is the aqua berry. For those of you that don't know Spanish, that means water berry is uh, according to my translation, my Google Translate there. So we highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 and older to purchase. And you know what? Uh, You can't see it because it's audio only. Mm. But we are all sitting quite comfortably thanks to our friends at More Furniture. Espo is we just are. knocking out the ambulance. Let's hey, go, look, Nick, on all look, out. Let's we're go. paying the bills so we can get to the important <laughs> And another on one. And, and another one. one. Let's you go. You want to just go through them all? More furniture. Let's more, go. More these furniture. guys are over here watching the Coyotes game. One of these comfy, nice recliners. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. And we're sitting in these nice plush seats. Mm-hmm. In Studio B, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. Go to morefurniture.com where you could also save massive, massive savings. I think they got sale going on. Fall sale. There you go. And plus, since since you know us, and we like to hook up our friends because that's the mm-hmm. way it works here mm-hmm. at PHNX, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. There you so, go. Okay. so that's a hell of a deal. I'm worried about those uh, recliners in the, uh, in the arena, the viewing area, because I uh, in game like 80 of this coyote season where they're going to be really bored, those chairs are perfect to fall asleep in. Yeah. And I'm a little worried it might happen yeah. for our friends over there. Uh, I'm not going to be able to sleep because I saw this online. Oh, here we go. Here we Jesus. go. Are you sure you want to ruin this today? <laughs> Don't you want the visuals to be able to point out this stuff? Well, I mean, what else are we going to talk about? You want me to just do the last two ads and we say good night? We can I keep mean, talking about preseason all if you want. Oh my god! Please no. We're talking about preseason. I mean, not a game, not a game, but right, preseason. Let's touch on it shortly, just because. I mean, the the imagery. Fine. Is, is really, want, really is there something else you'd like to touch on in this audio only? I'll save my rant on turquoise for tomorrow. Mm. I mean. I, we could we could always talk about you know oh i don't know we don't i don't have anything fuck we gotta talk about this stupid ass uniform <laughs> well, okay i, I mean I, I make a fair point though right no it is but Visually. it's much worse with the visual i'll tell you that uh yeah you know 
we can save it. I want to talk. Haters. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna <laughs> jerk the wheel, and we're gonna go completely to the left. No blasting involved. Just uh, uh, look. <laughs> have you guys wheel. looked at the at the beginning of the season, like the first five games? This is not an easy schedule for the Suns out the gate. No, I, I have not even it, noticed that. You know, I I'm I'm pretty sure. And, and Gerald, you're pulling it, it up. Here. I could tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at it, they've got the Mavs. I believe they have Golden State. I believe they have the Clippers in the first five. Mm, yeah. So it goes Mavs at home, at Portland, at LA, Clippers, and then Warriors and Pelicans at home. Yeah. That ain't a, easy. That's a pretty brutal gauntlet. Also, have you? I was going through the schedule because, you know, we we're looking at doing some some parties and stuff like that. There's a lot of quirks in that schedule, if you've noticed, like back to backs mm-hmm. at home against the Portland Trailblazers right. on back to back nights. Mm-hmm. Like that's very odd. And then on the road, same thing. Yeah. Not on back to back nights, but two out of the three nights, they play the Pelicans in New Orleans. It's right. very, very yeah, odd. Yeah, that's becoming a new thing because of the not wanting to have to travel for those back to backs and stuff. I hate I, it's, it. I hate anytime you're playing an opponent that close, even when it used to be, you know, Two out of three or two out of four. I like I'd like some variety in the teams that, that I'm watching, but it does get a little bit more chippy because then it's almost like that mini playoff series where whatever beef you had in that last game, it carries over to that next game because it's the same approach. I wonder if they're gonna take the same approach like next year when they do this play in tournament. Right. Which the is gonna be thing. you know, like you can't you can't double up too many times because that puts a team at a disadvantage. If they've had to play one team like four times in the first, you know, two months of the season, and then their seating is lower because that team's just got their number. I don't understand that that play-in thing or the uh, the in-season tournament. They're gonna have to give me some kind of diagram when they figure it all out. That shit makes no sense to me. Nor do I understand why you need to have a mid-season tournament that amounts to absolutely nothing. It's fun. I, I, yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. It's fun. Like, How is it fun? It's what fun. It, like college it, basketball has mid-season tournaments. Like, why not? Look, every, they're usually preseason tournaments. Where I mean, they have like eight tournaments a year. It's like, oh, we're playing two games. We're and then they have a, a team. They have the a conference Bahama tournament. Mamas Would you rather them do like a division tournament? I think a division tournament could be interesting. At least make divisions mean something. See, you know, my perspective is: is a midseason tournament more fun than game? 43 of the regular season no. yes it is oh, i yeah, think I it mean, is yes, yes. no like it's exactly it's more, the same there's no but there's more intrigue to it because it's an actual tournament like you know what's gonna happen right what we're gonna win the very first ever for <laughs> in-season tournament <laughs> mm. and it's not gonna mean shit because it's not an nba championship and then we're all gonna be like I don't know how to feel. Do you like, get a tro- are you going to get a trophy? Yeah. Are you going to get a banner? Like, yeah. Why not? Let's I think you celebrate will. me. Do you know how many midseason trophies and why banners not? the Suns would have collected if this has been around why? for 50 years? Well, like- I don't give a crap. Give me the Larry O'Brien or this give is, me nothing. This is old man yeah. River over here all over again. Resistant to change. Right. Soccer doesn't have just like one cup it has the biggest one obviously but it has the champions league it has individual oh, leagues yeah. it has tournaments bring soccer into this argument Soccer's the most mario, kart the mario kart has multiple cups how about that <laughs> the most holy of all sports oh, I mean, fine. <laughs> it's fun. Look, Give me- everybody said this about the elam ending in the all-star game they're like this is stupid i don't get it it doesn't no, make I- sense and then it was a lot of fun same thing with the play-in games. They're like, why are we doing this? This is dumb. And I agree. A ton of fun. 
I feel like this is probably going to be the same deal. It's not going to be as exciting, but I think if the players care even a little bit, which I think they will because these guys are the most competitive dudes on earth, you put them in a tournament format, I think it'll be exciting. It'll be fun. Yeah, you have an opportunity to see more games against more, you know, more the greats against the greats. Like, you know, the more I can see Giannis versus, you know, the Warriors or Giannis versus us mm. or, you know, the Heat against, you know, whatever, like that's better for the game anyway. So I'm okay with it no matter what. I want to see more good basketball. I don't want to see, you know, I mean, think about it. When we get to like December and January, sometimes those those midseason games are like, holy shit. Oh, tonight we got the Thunder at OK or at Sacramento. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck no. Give me a midseason tournament. I'd much rather watch that than this bullshit. Yeah, everybody's gonna love this till one of the big boys gets hurt in a midseason tournament, and then everybody's like, "What was the point? Now he's not gonna be in the playoffs." He, he might have gotten hurt in a regular season game, and Anthony Davis is gonna get hurt no matter what anyway. So it doesn't matter if it's in a fucking midseason tournament or if it's just game thirty-seven. I didn't say what if Anthony Davis. That's every game. Anthony Davis is always in danger. Always injured. So what does it matter? Always. Are you really gonna be that excited when uh, when the Phoenix Suns hoist up the Adam Silver Cup? Hell, like, yes. Well, I mean, not if it's named that, but I'll be excited. Yes, no. Absolutely. We're going to get a replica put we need, behind hey, us. We need, to take any, <laughs> I, we need to take any W's anywhere we can get them. It doesn't yes. matter how or what. Right. Just get them. I right. love that this wasn't planned at all. No, and we, we just went a solid five minutes on a tournament we know nothing about yet oh, or man. how it's going to work or pivot. why. And we still did that. Back to the original point, though. What was The that? beginning, the first five games of the season. Yeah. Like, I hate the overblown, oh, well, we're going to know what team this is after five. Yeah. But if you're going to have to brush off a hangover after a, a poor a poor playoff loss, a an offseason full of every distraction you could have, a, you know, a preseason that, that you know, everybody freaked out because of a loss to an Australian team. These five games definitely are, are five that could cleanse that palate real quick. I mean, if you think about the history of the NBA and the teams that have won championships and the drama that has come along with those teams, think about the, the, the 90s Bulls. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, <laughs> last season and Dennis Rodman, holy shit, mm -hmm. like – and they got through it because they had, you know, obviously the greatest player of all time, but mm -hmm. they had a team of veterans that understood how to deal with distractions. And I do think that there's a portion of this where the media over over blows it. Or, oh, yeah. You know, over whatever you go, over emphasize it, overreacts to it. There you go. Um, because like, like there might be drama, but again, once you get on the court, mm -hmm. all that shit goes away for the most part, unless you have a, a legitimate one on one beef with somebody um which could become a problem but typically right. those guys know how to compartmentalize it and it's not a big deal right i'm just gonna say this mm. i don't like directly calling out people but i'm gonna do it here uh oh here we go i, I love dan bickley i know dan bickley mm -hmm. but dan covered those bulls teams mm -hmm. he knows the drama like steve kerr getting punched by michael jordan that the players didn't like ownership mm -hmm. that there was all sorts of drama and they still got it done. Yet he's one of the guys pounding the drum about how this, the, the vibes are off that this and this, 
you know, oh, there's these problems. But you can say that the vibes are off or things are not the way they were the last two years. Mm -hmm. You can say that and be accurate about it. It doesn't mean it's going to dismantle the team, and it doesn't mean that this team is going to suffer because of it. Listen, if they start off one and three, guess what? That's how they fucking started off last year, too, and it doesn't fucking matter. Tell me what their record is when they get to game 10, game 15, game 20. That's all that matters. I don't know anything's off, though. I have no doubt. What? How do we know anything's off? No, no. Like- you don't have to know if anything's <laughs> off, you know, behind closed doors. But you can see the differences between the last two years and this year in the way that things were handled. There's a big difference. Like, to state the obvious of that, I don't feel like that's saying, like, oh, shit's going to fall apart. But you could say, seems like the vibes are off. That's a that's a correct assumption to make based off of the way things had transpired the previous three years under Monty Williams versus the way they all came in this year and the drama that ensued beforehand. I think that's a that's an accurate assessment. Right. I, I think the national media has kind of blown it out of proportion as far as media day being a funeral. Um, you yeah. know, they're they're foaming at the mouth for an opportunity why for this it, team. Why, why does to everybody fall. feel like that about the Suns? I don't know why they do. So like they they they're they don't like being wrong about Devin Booker. They don't like being wrong about the Suns making it to the finals. They don't like that guys were injured during their fight. I don't know, whatever it is. They don't like Chris but, Paul. Yeah, they don't like Chris they Paul. Don't whatever like it Devin is. Booker. But they they're ready for the Suns downfall and they're gonna blow it up any chance that they get. But like you mentioned, they started eight and eight the year that they went to the finals. They started one and three last year. Like, I don't care where they're at 10, 15, even 20 games into the season, unless it's terrible, because this team, we thought this team was a championship team after winning 64 games. I, we don't know who they are until the playoffs are over. Like, that's just the, we can guess at it. We can look at it and be like, we think this team can do X, Y, and Z. But we thought that this team was going to, pretty handily win a championship last year and they didn't so handily i think i did they were nine games ahead of the next they were the vegas favorite everybody felt good they thought oh this is the when when devin booker got his when he pulled his hamstring okay and and the tough time that they had with the pels i it feels so high but that was series right prior to the start of the playoffs we thought it was gonna not smooth sailing but we thought if we had to bet on one team it would be the Suns. They would be the favorites. So I, I just, I don't want to get too caught up in the first five games of the season because they could start two and three. They could start one and four. But the, these games, when the bench is still figuring shit out, when Cam Johnson and campaign are coming off injuries, like I don't care as much about that. And, and I don't, I think the vibes were different this year, but I won't know anything about the vibes being off until they start playing ball. Different. Different doesn't necessarily mean bad. They it could just be coming in. It didn't look like it was better. No, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> look, but but look, yeah, I don't need everybody loving each other. Like Kumbaya and dancing didn't get shit done. I mean, so if they come in with bu- <laughs> with business on the mind, my point about the first five games though mm. was simply this: mm. if they come out and they punch the Mavericks in the face in Game One, metaphorically, not literally, uh, they okay no drain on. I'd be, I'd be okay. Well, with you know, if they drain on him, that's it's fine. different when you punch Luca. I'm that's true. Oh, that is a punchable face. The PHNX but- <laughs> Suns podcast does not condone violence. <laughs> Only well, against Luca. <laughs> Only if you're an NBA because he's a hoe. <laughs> uh, but look, if they come out and they they trounce the Mavs they mm. they start four and one all this vibe shit and all that right will go away that's my that's my point because with five really good opponents there mm-hmm. we're we're likely going to get one of two things mm. either people stop with that storyline 
or if they're two and three, it feeds itself. Like mm-hmm. it just it just based on the context of these are five of the better teams isn't going to matter. It's going to be there's something wrong because remembering history in the one and three start isn't something that people like to do. Right. Cool. I agree right. with that. Well, if you uh, if you want to go to opening night mm-hmm. against the Mavs. Our friends at Game Time got you covered. And what we recommend is waiting till the last minute. It's it's counterintuitive. It's not what your parents ever told you to do. Uh, it's not what most people tell you to do in general. But with Game Time, you, get, you almost get rewarded when you wait to the last minute because they've got great deals. Uh, in many cases, you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's great for the procrastinators out there. And it's the best way to support us by using that link in our show notes. Click that, buy tickets to see the Suns. You win because you get to see fun basketball. We win because you're supporting us that way. So uh, make sure to click that link, get your tickets for that home opener. And if you want to make a little money so you can afford to buy those tickets this weekend on DraftKings, uh, they've got you covered because new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets. It's just that simple. If that's not enough, everyone, you, me, uh, your brother, your sister, anybody that signed up for the app or hasn't, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Stepped up, same game, parlays right now. For every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. 100% boosted winnings, that's right. Uh, with payouts bigger than ever, why not bet on or why bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't because DraftKings is the best and the simplest. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX. That's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Right now on the GameTime app, if you were to go there and try to buy tickets, the cheapest one you could find for two for a pair, because obviously nobody likes to go by themselves, 41 bucks um that's upper deck and then the cheapest one you can find lower baseline section 108 row 26 for 129 for opening night that's not a bad deal is it it weird that i don't mind going to a game alone Uh, a little bit i don't i don't mind i won't be but i don't mind doing it but it is a little weird well i'm used to being a little weird uh and much like this episode was a little weird (laughs) uh we'll be back tomorrow that's friday i don't know when you're gonna listen to this but friday uh, 2 p.m we'll do our live show uh, we're gonna have to have some fun because mm-hmm. it's the last friday before the season uh, i'll go on a rant about the turquoise jerseys i know you're all Can't waiting wait. for <laughs> it uh, I'll, I'll i'll do that uh, we'll have some fun with that but then I, I think we'll have to figure out a game or something yeah you know uh, we haven't done a draft in a while maybe we'll talk about that new movie megan have you seen the trailer <laughs> oh, for that Creepy as shit mm. and uses a Taylor Swift song in the trailer. So who knows? We'll talk about whatever we want tomorrow because Lindsay's not here. And when Lindsay's not here, there are no guardrails. So for Gerald Borgay, follow him on Twitter at Gerald Borgay, Saul Bookman at Saul underscore Bookman. I'm Espo at Espo on Twitter. And remember, I don't know why I looked at the camera because we're not on air. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>